On this episode of the No Chill Podcast, we jump right back into another NBA season. It was a short, short offseason, but looking at the glass half full for 2020, we're getting as much of a full season going into 2021 as possible. As much basketball as possible, please. For some players, they didn't get to the bubble and they've had a long layoff, while for others, it was a quick turnaround. Either way, hoopers stay hooping. For Gil, as the season gets back, he wants to see who's going to step up. From the guys in new places, the rookies ready to shine, and the special few who are ready to take their games to another level. As for who wins it all, here's a hint. He's planning on another championship in L.A. The NBA is back like it never left, and we're here for it. It's Nocho Podcast. Let's get into it. Be sure to subscribe for every edition of the No Chill Podcast as soon as it comes out on every platform, including the No Chill channel on YouTube. And don't forget, every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Fubo Sports Network, it's No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. What's up and welcome to No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. It's a very special edition because we're setting up the NBA season. Gil is back like it never left. Back quick as hell. How was your NBA offseason? We just short, ended. Short, <laughs> it was a short. short. It just ended. It just ended. So <laughs> just I mean, ended. I mean, for those if 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 you felt like it was just yesterday, it's because it was. Mm-hmm. But obviously, it was a different year, so sped things up. I actually like. I'm a fan of it. I don't know about you, but I I, I like the Christmas time kickoff. I thought if it was too farther down in, in January, it would have been a longer summer. Next season would have been a short off season, so they had to do it when they did it. Sure. How do you feel about that? Give me the player's perspective because that's what people forget about. I mean, I can't put myself in, you know, what the players are going through now. But, I mean, you you have two different groups of people. You have the, the teams that's been off since March. You know, I'm pretty sure they don't care when the season started, you know, um, because they've they've had what nine months off, and then you got the guys who just finished. So you know, Lakers, Miami, you know, um, you got Boston and Denver, right? So you got those two. They haven't, they didn't get to get a full, you know, normal rest like they usually do. So you know, for those guys, you know, it's a it's a blessing and a curse. They don't get full recovery, but they didn't really get out of shape either. You know, so it's, you know, it's a, it's a, you can look at it both ways. You know, you if you think, had, if you had a nagging injury, then, you know, you probably are not going to be fully recovered, you know, to start this season off. If you're on, you know, one of those bubble teams, cause you don't get a full six months off. Um, but, you know, if you're the, you know, the Western Conference, these kind of finals, you know, teams, then you didn't get fully out of shape. So your, your teams are going to be looking ahead of the curve. Two things. Let's talk about, first of all, the, let's talk about the good teams. Exactly what you're saying. Do you think they'll feel that at some point? Let's say closer to the postseason? Not really. You know, when you're, when you're veterans, you're good teams, you know when to, to, to save energy. You know, so, you know, you're going to see a lot of games being dropped due to, you know, resting players. Um, Load management. It ain't even load management. Like load man, lo, load management is meant, unofficially. is meant for players 
Okay, so load management was a crock of shit. I know. Load load management is is was designed for this. Let's say your injury is 10 to 12 weeks, right? 10 to 12. Most players are going to wait till 12 to be healthy. Well, they're going to try to bring you back at 8 and say, you know what? If you're back at 8, we'll load manage you so you're not in full. So we can, you know, so it was a way to get the players back because they have season ticket holders and all this money. They done promised out and did all this. So what ends up happening is they bring their athlete back earlier and try to load manage him. Well, what, 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 what Coach Pop was doing wasn't load management. It was team management. Mm-hmm. You know, if I have four games and five nights and my guys need a little rest, I don't mind dropping that game because it's kind of pointless to me anyway in the long run. That is not load management. That's just that's team management. That's, that's playing chess. You know, so what Lakers did for most of the year, chess. What Golden State did some year, chess. It's just chess moves. You so know, I don't me, need to sit out, sit out here and get the best record in the league to do what? I just need to make sure my guys are popping at the right time. Prediction for that, though, this season, you're going to say the better teams are going to find time to coast a little bit and then be ready to turn it on when, it's, when it matters. Yeah. Um, I, I don't see, you know, Lakers playing finals basketball in December and January. I don't, I don't see Miami. I mean, Miami's young, you know, so those guys are going to feel they have something to prove, so they're going to go out. But, you know, some of those veteran teams, I, I don't see them starting off trying to prove a point in the first 10 games of the season. Okay, so the other point I had was the bad teams. So your Detroit, your Cleveland, you know, your Knicks, they've had all this time off. Obviously, that helps them, but does it really matter for them if they're a bad team? Did you say help? Only that they've been able to rest a lot. Help help them do what? Well, the concern is that it was such a quick turnaround for the teams that were in the bubble. And I think we do forget about, what about all these teams? They were not that great. Obviously, they weren't in the bubble. And they've just been... Do you remember what happened to Boris Diaw when uh, there was a lockout? He gained some weight. How much? Another boy. (laughs) Another (laughs) boy. All right. So, you know, like, you got to remember, the guys who wasn't going to the bubble wasn't training. So when the season ended and there was like it's a lockdown and they put out the teams that was supposed to go to the bubble, those teams were training. The rest of the guys, those bottom teams, those New York Knicks, and they wasn't training during this whole time. They were actually resting, enjoying life, gaining weight, getting fat. That's what they were doing. So now the season starts in December. When do you think those guys actually touch the basketball to get ready for this new season? When they knew the season was starting. When they knew the season was starting. So bad teams are bad teams, are worse off this year. Because they wasn't training when the season was going on. They wasn't out there doing their, you know, conditioning drills while the NBA finals were going on. They was resting. And then, you know, when the season's over, and it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to start up in December. Now they decided to get in shape with everyone else. Well, everyone else is already in shape. That's, That's the downfall on... So these bad teams. Sorry, Knicks fans. It's going to be another tough year. See you in the lottery. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. But this year also is different. You know, I think they've done different things with the schedule because obviously the pandemic and whatnot. Um, less travel. 
So if you're a veteran player, you're looking at that as different where the Lakers can go to San Antonio and play two games in three days, then go to Oklahoma and play two games in three days. They've done it a little differently, but that was kind of the intent was we'll keep these guys in one place and just knock out a couple games. So the intent is if you're a West Coast team and you play um, San Antonio two times on the road, you're just going to knock it out at one one. It's a bit random, though. I'm not going to say they I, – I don't know why it was consistent because then there's some games where they go to Atlanta for one and then up to sh- Chicago. I mean, I'm – listen, it has its advantages and it, it doesn't. I mean, you know, if you're playing dominant basketball at that point, you know, and you get you can beat a, a team back-to-back before they catch the rhythm, you have the advantage over them during seeding because they didn't get to pick up their momentum. You know, like so playing the Lakers in – you know, um, December is way better than playing them, you know, in, in April or March. You know, so if I can beat them, hurry up and beat them twice in December, I hold the tiebreaker against them. You know, you know, it's but that's what I'm saying is the smarter, the smarter coaches are going to understand, you know, the chess games in, in this new, you know, it's all, we, we all adapt, you know, so it's is trying to find the chess moves in this new arrangement. Because it's a competitive business, right? It's competition sport. So what you're looking for is advantages at all time. Mm-hmm. And the guys that look at the schedule, this year is totally different. So let's find out where we can, you know, exploit that advantage. Yeah. You know, that's, that, that's all it is. It's, you know, looking at the schedule. And <laughs> I remember we'll get the schedule and then you'll have coaches circling, you know, in red. And you'll be like, what are those? And they'll say, oh, that's schedule losses. Mm-hmm. I was like, the fuck is the schedule loss? <laughs> and it was like, the way the, 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 the schedule is designed, this is designed for a loss. This is designed for a loss. This is a neutral game. And I'm like, that looks like a home game. And they was like, well, when you've been on the road for 12 games, that first game back home, it's kind of neutral. And I said, how is that kind of neutral? My home fans is not going to be voting, you know, rooting for them. It's like, it's, trust me, it's neutral. And I'm like, all right, whatever. And then, you know, you just, because it, it doesn't make sense, but it made sense to them, you know, but you, you have the schedule losses, four games and five nights, you're playing this team versus this team. And, you know, you try to figure out which games you're going to lose. And, you know, it's. Right. The mentality of, hey, we're going to look at this game. We already know we're going to lose that. You don't want to have that mentality, but to be realistic, but no, but the, the serious, that's actually how they they do their scheduling. And that's how they do their their, well, their, yeah, their, yeah. their planning I, I so they know when to have days off. So let's say we're playing, we're playing, all right, we have a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off, Thursday, Friday, right? And then Monday, Tuesday, we're playing, all right, we're playing Phoenix, we're playing Golden State, day off. Then we play um, a Sacramento on the Clippers, right? So on the fifth day, you're playing the hardest team. So you have two options. You have two options. You have the day off, and then you're playing Sacramento. So either you can rest your guys then, and hopefully they get that win, and then everyone can be fresh for Clippers, or you just get the 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 win against um, Sacramento and rest against Clippers. That's why I would say it's a schedule win. 
Look in the glass half full. So we beat the shit out of a bad team, get that win because we. But that win was already scheduled. Mm-hmm. It's that it's that Clipper game. So are you gonna? You gotta remember, you planned on going three and four. What is the three and four? You know, you, you know that 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 fourth game in the five nights is a, is the scheduled loss, and it's the Clippers, right? So either. You take the chance to losing to Sacramento and not play everyone and rest them then to really battle against the Clippers, or you just secure the win and then you rest your guys against the Clippers and take the loss that you have scheduled anyway. And that's an important thing that people have to understand is that, you know, beyond the X's and O's that coaches look at, scouting reports, it's they're looking at the calendar. And so we got to try. Do we have to go from Portland to Miami on a road trip, who's in, you know, who's the better teams, power rankings, what have you, or just like this is a bad, once again, New York, a bad Knicks team. But, but, that's, what, that but, but that's what people don't understand and the, the, the fans don't understand when a team is beating a team and like, oh, you know, like last year, this team is better than this team. And like, you don't know. <laughs> you can't judge it by the head-up competition. You got to see what their schedule is and how they're playing their season, you know, and and, and how they're trying to match up and, and and trying to you know trying to you know go forth. And that's what you know when when you're you're hearing this team is better than this team. It's like no, they're they're not. They're just not. It's just I I, I know what the TV and the people on the TV and the analysts and all the smart people are supposed to be telling you, but that's that's not what it. It really is in real life. All right. Well, okay. You just said it, but you are an analyst. You're an analyst now here. I'm not an analyst. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Not an analyst. You are today. I'm an expert. There's a difference. Ooh, uh, there's also people that say there's no such thing as an expert. Only God. Expert is, is smarter than analyst. But Barkley says it all the time. It's smarter than analyst. <laughs> Whatever's higher than analyst, that's what I have. <laughs> you could be that. So in your expert opinion. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it was a funky year, right? Because the draft was so much later. Usually it's in the, you know, summers, in the fall. And then free agency was a frenzy for about a week. Um, a lot of little moves, small pieces. Obviously you had the, the job for um, Russ trade, but, mm-hmm. but let's look at it. Who actually got better? Um, the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Dennis, which... That was one thing they needed last year. They needed a guy in the last five minutes can get their own basket, you know, and someone who can create their own, which was the Lakers' problem for the most part, that you have, you have LeBron and AD, and then from there, everyone relied on them, you know, to get them open. You know, so then you had a bunch of ball watchers, people just sitting in the corners, atmosphere, you know, um, now you have someone who can actually go get his own shot, which takes eyes off of everyone else. Because if this guy can go rogue and, and, and get into that lane and score at will, now you have to reshift your whole defense, um, which helps out everyone else now. So I think that's a very, that was a very good move by them. Still in Trez hmm. was, like I remember I heard someone say, well, Trez uh, played bad you know, and small ball and this and this. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure it played, it was bad for your small ball because it was him at center. And then you have your shooting guard playing power forward and your other shooting guard playing power forward or small forward. And then you have your small point guard playing two guard and then your 
combo guard playing point. Yeah, you guys are fucking small, small. That's, you know, but Lakers small is a whole different small because you have Trez as the five with Anthony Davis, 6'11", mm-hmm. at the power forward. And LeBron, 6'10 and a half with his shoes on, on an NBA court, at the small forward. That is a very big, small ball lineup. You know, so that was a very powerful move by them. And then you got, you lose the white, which you lose athleticism, speed, um, size, size, you know, uh, that, that bang power, that, that you really need to keep people out of the lane. You lose that, um, but then you gain uh, Mark Gasol, smart, um, score, um, does play defense, just not athletic, but he knows how to occupy that paint. So it's like having a, a older Jokic, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, so I can't say which is better, but, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's one of those where you didn't you didn't downgrade, you know, um, because you know you lose athleticism, you you, you gain a half court you know player who can make great decisions. And what you said, I mean, especially as a champion, first of all, they they definitely stole six man of the year at that contract was a great deal for mm-hmm. them. And what they did stylistically, getting rid of Dwight, saying that we're going to have a big, but he's a small big, mm-hmm. um, but recognize what they have with AD, they're unleashing that. And then they can backfill that with uh, Gasol, who at least he's a little older, mm-hmm. like you said, but he is that coach on the floor too, and crafty still. Yeah, yeah, I don't. You know what's the funny? I don't think they planned on losing Dwight. I think mm-hmm. Dwight just uh, just signed <laughs> because Trez is coming as a four or five. I mean, he's coming in as a four or five mm-hmm. as a backup. So when Dwight left, they had to actually go get a center, and that's mm-hmm. where Mark came in at. So they could have had Trez and Dwight. That would have been a, you know, so I mean, that's what I said. It's one of those where you you don't really, it, it it's it's two different type of players, and they're both good at what they did. Who else you got? Um, I go Philly. Um, getting Dwight helps them down low with you know um, with helping them bead down the stretch, um, keeping people out of basket. Then you have Danny, Danny Green. Did Danny Green go there? Yep. Um, and then you got Seth. Mm-hmm. Um, so that opens up, you know, the floor for Ben Simmons to get into the lane. Um, and it keeps the floor space. It keeps everyone honest. Um, if I'm Philly, I'm going to be pushing Ben to at least try to average 30 this year. Um, and I need him to go into that mindset of averaging 30 because if he's trying to average 30, that means he's aggressive. When he's aggressive, his playmaking is a lot better. Um, and then it takes a lot of pressure off Embiid to be great every game. Um, because Embiid being great every game, his great versus what the team needs is the spectrum is too too different. And I don't think Embiid understands that. Like you're, the playoff game where they got swept he looked great for his stats, but he didn't realize you don't have anybody else that's capable of doing what you do. So you're averaging 32 in this. No, no, no. Should have, you should have been averaging 38, 40 in this. You, that's the load you needed to use 
to pull out that win. So um, I think I think you know with Ben, I think Ben can dominate offensively without affecting Embiid because Embiid is just he's that twenty eight to thirty guy. No matter who's on the court. Okay. The other thing I want to know is what you're do- when you say make Ben more aggressive. What you're putting around him with these shooters with Seth with Danny Green, Tobias Harris. Yeah, so if you close the lane up, you have those guys that's going to spot up and shoot. So the fact that with those guys on the floor, everything is wide open. So now you can use your athletic 6'11 frame to just Greek the freak it. And then, you know, with your vision and your IQ, everyone else gets those easy open shots. The more they shoot, the easier it is to get to the basket. Because that's the thing, people aren't figuring out with Ben, everyone's attacking his his jump shot, you know, that it's not where it should be, right? But what he is, is a playmaker. Yeah, and, and, and I think that's the problem with him. I think he's being caught up in playmaking and trying to make plays. Well, these guys that can't score won't get open if you're not aggressive. Like, like, why would I leave my guy if you're not? He's he's no one. Like, but if you're not going to attack this basket, why am I going to get off a shooter to go guard you if you're not being aggressive? Now, if you're driving the lane, dunking, 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 I got to now help. Now he gets that open shot. Cal Corver gets open shots because LeBron is trying to dunk on everybody. So now we got all running there, and here you go. God damn it. Like, you know, that's how that, that's how that works. I'm just not going to leave these shooters if you're not going to be aggressive. You mentioned Giannis, Milwaukee. Definitely made some moves where they are in contention. They finally became, with just Drew Holiday, just, just with him, they became a better playoff team. Because what people didn't see with them is they were great for regular season. Because regular season, there's no real scouting. You don't have a booklet on, you know, what everyone does. You're just playing your games, you know. I play you Monday, I play you Wednesday, I play Thursday. You know, that's how the season goes. You're not really dialing in on someone's, you know, on someone's game plan. So you have a power forward who's at the point guard position because he's catching it at the half court, the three-point line, and going to work, which means you take the responsibilities of the point guard out of the point guard's hand. But the point guard wasn't a shooting point guard. He was a driving point guard. So now you're a driving point guard. Your point guard is a driving point guard. Bledsoe. Bledsoe. Mm. So it's a clash. There's no open floor. So when the playoffs come and Miami decides to wall you up, you don't have the point guard actual skill set, but you have the ball in your hand like one. So, and the fact that he's not a Seth, you know, he's not a Lou Williams. He, he's not one of those, those combo guards that can just flat out shoot the ball. It hurts you in the, in the playoffs. Now that you got Drew Holiday, you free all that up. Now you have a guy who can create his offense in the half court, which will free up Giannis a little bit. But, you know, at the end of the day, if you're in the playoffs and he doesn't have a low post move, to create doubles, 
he's still going to have a hard time. The driving from the three-point line to the basket, being a big man, it's not going to work in the playoffs. That's you're not going to. It's not going to happen. It didn't happen. It didn't happen for Amari Sidemeyer. Didn't happen for Blake Griffin. That that's just not a style that works in the playoffs. Because what are they throwing at you? That's different. Everyone. You got to remember, you got your big man, and then from there, everyone's loading up. You know, everyone's loading up. The guards are loaded up. Everyone's loaded up. Now, after you do your spin two times, up fakes, now you have to try to make a pass. That's not what you're used to doing. You know, so you, now you have all five guys looking at you. But you got to remember, there's a difference between you catching the ball like Tim Duncan and you turning and facing, you're 10 feet away from the basket, you can see everything coming. Once you put the ball on the floor from the three-point line, everyone's running through that, that, that dribble. And that's why it was harder for him in, 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 the, in the playoffs. And that's why when he wasn't there, the team actually had a little bit of success. Because now they can't wall up. Now you got to actually play us one-on-one. Funny how that happens. <laughs> All right, we talked about the teams that got better. Then there's the guys that, hey, they benefit from a change of scenery, which is a common thing. So mm-hmm. who, are the, who are the moves that you saw are going to actually help them individually? Mm, just team. Okay, so, you know, Drew Holiday becomes... Um, he becomes the what he was with AD. He becomes that real go-to guy in the playoffs. Um, Westbrook and Bill, I think, is gonna is gonna is gonna be is gonna be a great combo. Because, How so? Uh, because I think everyone's curious because you know, like the label on Russ is that you know he's tough to play with. And look at his numbers. I don't know. How I mean, he's tough that. to play with because he demands he demands you to play hard all the time. You know, that's what Bill does. Um, but now you have two, you have two assassin-like minds. Um, and like people don't realize you had James Harden, who was averaging 36 last year before we got shut down. And Russell was averaging 27 and 10. I just want, I, you know, you gotta really put in like, okay, this guy is averaging 36. They don't get along because they're not sharing the ball. There's not enough balls to go around. But the other one is averaging 27 and 10. Mm -hmm. That's how fast Westbrook plays. He plays so fast that so many more opportunities is going where it doesn't affect the, the second or third option. So him and Bill can both possibly average 30 points this season. Because that's how many basket, that's how many possessions are going to be in in this in this game. Same with you know with Curry, KD, um, Clay, and, and um, Draymond. There's so many possessions in the game that people didn't realize that Clay Clay averaged 22 <laughs> as the third option. The third option, right. you know that you know, and that's the difference between different players. I think Wall is going to be great because you know he gets to be with Cousins. Um, and even with Harden, if Harden's there, he's the point guard for the other four players mm-hmm. or the other three players. You know, he gets to, you know, so, you know, that the, um, the P.J. Tuckers is going to look great and the Gerald Green, like those guys are going to get those open, open shots. I feel, I feel like John is that blend of what they had with Chris Paul mm-hmm. and then with Westbrook, really. Yeah, he's a, what he gives you in the half. Yeah, he's a, he's a, fa- he's a, a faster Chris Paul, mm-hmm. um, but... But he has the IQ of making those, you know, those decisions with Westbrook's style of driving. 
I'll go with Tatum. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Tatum is going to explode this year because now Kimba's out for a month. Um, so now the scoring load is is on him and Brown. So I think... Um, and Hayward's gone. And I didn't know Hayward was part of Boston until you just said it. But, um, I don't, don't I don't remember him man like really. That. I mean, I don't remember much of last year. He had a couple of years there. Yeah, actually. yeah. So um, I, when you make a shooting guard, three guard, a power forward, I mean, you really fuck his game up. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's another story. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but Tatum, I think he's going to have a, a, a wonderful year. You know, especially being that he considered himself. You know, that he was disappointed. You know, in the playoffs, losing to Miami. He put some really serious work in. And um, and, I, and I think it's timing for him, too, where he's at in his age and career and skill set and the move that they make. Having Kimba there, if he's out for a little while, just that'll just make him realize all the things that he can do mm-hmm. as they happen. And then the, the personnel moves, like the addition by subtraction, because Jalen is phenomenal, too. Mm-hmm. So when you have him, but you say that, Jason, you're, you're focal. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to say he's focused. He knows he's focused because, you know, <laughs> yeah. you got a tw- uh, 18, 20-point score gone. So someone has to, you know, take on that slack. And then I think, you know, it's it's like you can't even be surprised with it. But, you know, he gets, you know, he gets overlooked a lot and don't realize how great, great he is as Chris Paul. You know, um, and it, it, it's crazy because if you go down Chris Paul's history, <laughs> he hasn't really actually had good teams. His New Orleans teams, they, 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 they were mediocre at best. He was making... He was, he yeah, he was, yes, he, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, um, he was making, he was bringing in scraps and making dinner. Well, I think when he was, he was young and that was like, he was, he was just a brilliant player. I mean, then he was supposed to go to the Lakers, wink, wink. But what he, what they could have done with the Clippers, they gave it, a long runway. What you're saying is they just never really gave him the right pieces. And never, no, no, not the pieces that he would need. Mm-hmm. Um, like even with OKC, you see what he did with OKC. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew they were going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But that's what that's what he skilled at taking these mediocre teams and making them great. What if you gave him his Steve Nash type of teams, where you gave him the perfect players for his skill set? It'd be a whole different team. At first, I said, I didn't think Suns was going to be shit. I did. We was talking. I was mm-hmm. like, Suns. Ah, mm-hmm. But the fact that he has a big man, mm-hmm. you, 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 you have a star. Elite score. Elite score. And with the way he controls tempo, so that means you're not going to have many turnovers. You're going to have great possessions every time down court. That means you're going to always be in games. And he's a big shot hitter. I would say they're going to make the playoffs this year. I would say so. I think, especially for Booker, I think that's what he needed. I, I, Booker, Booker, Booker needs the playoffs because when Booker gets in the playoffs, Booker's going to show his ass. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a playoff player. But also having that support from, from Chris. Yeah. Chris is going to manage the team. Booker's going to do what Booker Book, does. What he does. All right, let's take a break to once again talk about our friends at Newcom. You know, you can't talk about performance without addressing recovery. Some of the things we know about hoopers, they do ice baths, they go plant-based, they even drink wine, all for the sake of recovery after the workout. One thing we found 
is there's got to be training for your mind. That is the most essential part of performance. The game is 90% mental. Remember that. So one thing we've added to the daily routine, and it's helped make a noticeable difference, it's new calm. Post-workout, you're tired, you're fatigued, and as soon as the workout's over, you need to start with the recovery process. Why? So you can get right back out there and do it again. So I tried it for myself, post-workout, and workout every day, folks, let's remember that. And getting into the new calm difference, it's preparing your mind to relax your body, and when you relax, the recovery can take effect. Used after a workout, NuCalm quickly takes you out of your catabolic breakdown mode and shifts you into a healthy buildup mode so you can heal and recover as quickly as possible. NuCalm is the only of its kind clinically proven in over 1 million sessions to improve your sleep, reduce your stress, and boost your recovery without drugs and side effects. The NuCalm system uses cutting-edge neuroscience and consists of three non-invasive, non-pharmaceutical items all of which are included in your monthly subscription that costs less than a daily cup of coffee. The whole process is easy to use and to work into your daily routine to achieve better sleep, reduction in stress, and boost in recovery. Do what we did at No Chill. Own the day with Newcom. And we have a special link set up specifically for fans of the No Chill podcast. Go to nochillnewcom.com and get 50% off your 30-day subscription of Newcom and their money-back guarantee. That's no chill, N-U-C-A-L-M.com, no chill, N-U-C-A-L-M.com, and get on your way. All right, I'm going to say this. We spent probably more time than anybody embracing the future, looking at what's coming up next with the next wave. So this is what we should dig in on. Who's coming next? Who's ready to break out? So the guys that have caught your eye, the guys that you're rubbing your hands together to see what they can do. I would go with Michael Porter Jr. Hmm. Okay. Um, Which he did. The bubble was a great showcase for him. Yeah, and I and that's what I'm going off of. You know, you you you're looking at. You know, because he wasn't playing before he got to the bubble. You know, he didn't really play much that 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 uh, last year. And then he gets to the bubble, and you can see the confidence, the swagger kicking in. Um, even with the confidence of, you know, after his comments, eating the cookie like, yeah, I said it, and what. <laughs> you know, just to show the mindset and realize, oh, they need him. He is the star in the coming. And, you know, Murray's great. Joke is just great, but they're missing, they're they're missing someone who can take them above, and I think it's him. I, I I think you know the athleticism, the confidence, the 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 body, you know, I think he's the guy that's gonna take them over the hump. And that tells you a lot about Denver. What you just said is he was kind of a gamble in the lottery when they got him because he had the injury history, but you look at what he can do, you know, as a shooter, mm-hmm. you know, as a, as a finisher. And like with, with Murray there and then Jokic, like you have those two pieces, but you throw that into it, you know, as the exclamation point, that's why they're tough. Yeah. That's why they're dangerous and they're deep. Mm-hmm. So I got another one and I feel like he already has, but I think he will do that this year. And I think his team will be good. Zach Levine, Chicago. Okay, see, there, there you go. But I feel like he's already there. That's... Yeah, you know, he reminds me of, like, not 
he's he's not on the level of like like marksmanship as Dame. Um, but going unnoticed, but really doing damage. It reminds me of 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 Dame, where you know you look at him and he's like, "Yo, this dude's been elevating every year, and you guys don't give him the credit." You know, Zach Levine is a he's a superstar, but I think I think he needs a little bit pain, a little bit more pain to trigger the inner demon for him to go out every night and say, "Man, well, they they screwed me, and I'm about to I'm about to." I'm about to let loose on the lead. I think he has that because, you know, I think the thing for him was he was labeled as just a dunker, right? When he was in Minnesota. No, dunker, no. Leaper. No. That's what put him on the map. No, that's not what he's labeled as because he was always a shooter. In high, in college, he was a shooter. No, but the point was... I didn't even know he dunked in college. But then he, that that was around him. It's cool. You win the dunk contest, good for you, but he was more of a scorer. He's more than that. He's my, a scorer. What I'm saying. Yeah. But then, so the other thing, when you talk about pain, he had the injury, the ACL. Mm-hmm. So like that, you know, puts you in a different mindset because slows everything down for you. And then I think going to Chicago, I'm going to say this, and this sets up our next thing. I think he slept on more than anything. Okay, than pain is this. You averaged 29 last year. Mm-hmm. You get snubbed from the All-Star mm-hmm. game. You averaged 30 at the end of the year. You don't make an All-Team. You're third in scoring in the league. You don't make an All-Team. That's pain. Mm-hmm. You got screwed. Mm-hmm. That's pain. That turns that pain turns into a demon. Daimler got screwed. Mm-hmm. All-Star games. All-NBA teams. Felt he was screwed. The pain of being screwed turns into a demon. And you and you take note of all that. Not an like, injury. No, the injury okay, is okay. that's that's physical that's, pain. That's what we're getting. We're talking to. about this. Respect. We're talking about this. What did LeBron this, say this. after winning this year? He wants his respect. We're talking about this. Right. When it when it when it hits here, when it hits here, Jimmy Butler, when it hits there, you don't want me. You saying I'm a bad locker. That that pain is what thrived that Miami team. The pain of Jimmy Butler. That's he needs a little bit more pain to trigger something. And once he realized, yo, I'm the the most athletic in this league, they can't stop me. Once that triggers in his brain, you're gonna see another guy. I think it'll be this year. Most slept on player. You know what? I'm, I'm gonna say Paul George. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Paul George. And the reason I say Paul George is. No one realized that he had two shoulder injuries last year. So when did you train? So you're going into the season and you didn't even train that whole summer. Yeah, you can't even work on your So offense. you can't work on your offense. You can't work. Yeah, both. Mm-hmm. So you can't work on your actual game and shooting and all that. So when you're starting the season, you're starting off basically eight months behind. So I think with this summer being healthy, him putting in that work, I think we're going to see a whole different Paul George. So, yeah, I'm going to go with him. Don't forget about Paul George is what you're saying. No, don't he's forget like, about him because I think, you know. He's been here. But yeah, but like we, we don't realize, you know, you know we, we hear injuries, but we don't realize, well, well, Dana, you know, if he had two shoulder injuries, how did he shoot? He didn't. That's, that was the point. Mm-hmm. So the, the inconsistency of his shot makes sense. You know, it makes sense to what happens in the summer, what, what happened last summer for. All right, now, uh, we've already said that 
a rookie can't break out. You said actually. We can't break out. But mm-hmm. but we'll look at the rookies that you think uh, you know you want to see perform. You have your eye on. Um. Okay. Rookies. That's I have my eye yeah, on. I had to rephrase that because I can't say yeah. a rookie that's gonna break out. Rookies I have my eye on will be Lamelo. Mm-hmm. Um. I I think right now. He's he should be happy that he's the he was the number three pick. Um, he has the out of all the uh, top three picks, he's the green light in in his because there's no star in Charlotte, there's no upcoming star in Charlotte. So the team is his, you know. So he's gonna have the freedom to basically do whatever he wants, which means he's gonna his talent is gonna turn over faster. Um, now, Edwards is who I'm worried about a little bit because he is going into Minnesota as the number one pick, but you're the third option in that. And you're the third option to two young star, upcoming stars, which is, you know, which is kind of, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of hard, and I don't, I don't think people realize it. You're just glad you're the number one pick, but you know that could, that can easily be a bust situation. Not a bust situation as him that he doesn't have the talent, you know, um, as the personal talent for himself. Just saying, as in this situation that, you know, you got one guy who's 23, the other guy is 25. They're young stars young all-stars, young all-NBA players, and first come, second come, mm-hmm. <laughs> then you're getting whatever left over. So you're coming into a situation where you're the third look, and you spend four years, that's no max contract. You're going to be d- demanding a trade, you know, two, three years, if these guys are turning their, their game over, doing what they're supposed to be doing, so that 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 becomes a situation where that that player can end up being a bust bust draft pick. Well, I think what he so let's say this: Cat and uh, D'Angelo could probably both they'll probably both average twenty five. Twenty five, yeah. So for him, best I mean, let's say he goes for fifteen, eight and five, right? And he plays eight and five, variable. eight and five, what? Rebounds, five assists. Let's just say he has a nice line. Less it, it, touches. He's a good player, but you're saying personally, professionally, that you're not going to make the money you'd probably want. Expect a, a first, a number one overall pick. Yeah, yeah. As a number term. one pick, you want to go into situations where you are the go-to guy, where you get to make mistakes. You, you know, you got, you got. That's what I'm saying. You got two guys in their mind. We need to be making the playoffs. They're not going to be paying attention to your rookie mistakes right now. We don't want your rookie mistakes. Yeah, you're number one pick and blah blah blah, but. I'm only four years. I'm only three years older than you. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 the future too. Mm-hmm. You know, so you got two futures. With you know, I mean, you see how fast you know, like someone like Wiggins gets pushed out of that situation. Um, Zach Levine, you know, so it's one of those where, you know, he can be traded. But what's the best thing he can do for himself? Ball out, obviously. I mean, you know, you just got to be in tune and understand the situation you're going into, and you know, you got to prepare, you got to work, you got to, you know, get better. Be a pro, right? You know, right. you got to be a pro right away because you know you you're going into a situation where you're the number one pick, but you're the third option, which rarely happens, but it happens. Um, 
You know, you can't um, come in. I would expect you. You can't come in and say, "No, I'm going to be the like I'm going to come for the top spot." No, you you don't. You're not going to come for the top spot. That's what I'm saying. You're not you're not coming for the top spot because the top spot are all NBA. Yeah, there's, there's, there's an all a, NBA player and there's an all star. There's a pecking. There's a totem pole. But what I'm saying is, there's a pecking order and talent already there. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I said. Lamelo, there's no talent right. that can claim top spot there. No leash. There's there's no, so you have freedom to go. Now you got Wiseman, who's in a 50-50 situation. You're going to a dynasty. You know, Clay gets hurt, so it kind of opens up a little bit more shots for you. You're a big man. The big man get to eat a little bit over there, um, but they don't get to eat a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you get it off the glass. <laughs> you know, you're in the get it off the glass situation. Um, but but because because of who you're playing with, it could be a great year for you. You know, so he could, Wiseman could end up winning rookie of the year. Because you know you got a team that's gonna be trying to average 140. You know, so you you can sneak in average 17, 9, and 8 over there, you know, just by default. You know, so you you can be a better version of Draymond. You know, so it's, you know, he's probably in, you know, when it comes to rookie favorites, rookie of the year favorites, I will put my my hat on him out of those three. I'll say he has the best, he's in the best situation to become rookie of the year because all the elements around him. Um, LaMelo has the the, the, the freedom to do whatever, and you know, um, Edward is the one who's who's going to have to be fighting a little bit. Who's going to be have to fighting for his life? But but I would think you would say to bring it all full circle to Lamelo, he, he can do more, but he has more work to do. Where Wiseman can shine because of who he's with. No, I mean what I'm saying is, like, I'm a rookie. I'm the franchise. I get to go out there and just play basketball. I get to go out there. I can shoot my forty footer. I can do. He, that's what I said. He has the most freedom. But would, because there's that, no he, one you're there. You saying he wouldn't be rookie of the year though, if all that goes well for him? No, because your team, your, your team is not going to win nothing. You, you, you're not going to win. You, 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 you know, Wiseman has a playoff team. He has a championship team. He has MVPs. He has all NBA players. You know, so he has. A, a, he's surrounded by. He's like Tim Duncan when he went to <laughs> the Spurs. You have everything you need to be successful. So you should win rookie of the year because you're going to have the, you got the wins. You're going to have the wins over the other two. And then from there, you just got to have, you know, your numbers. All right. Let's get into it. Winning time. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go conference by conference. So we'll start in the East. Looking at the teams, assessing what everybody did in the short offseason, what they did going from the bubble. Because um, for, for some people, it's a quick turnaround. They're going to get right into it. Guys in the finals, Miami, are they bouncing back? Who? Miami. Like Miami Heat? Yes. <laughs> are you serious? Miami. Yeah. Like, are you serious? Oh, oh, you. that was a serious question. Um, yes, it's a real question. Are they bouncing back to do what? Are they in the finals again? No. No. Come on, dude. Stop. 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 I know you're trained to thought. Stop. Why are you stop. saying that? Why? Stop. 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 Because um, you got you to gotta think that 
one, they're in the finals. <laughs> Just the thought of you saying Miami's going to repeat to the finals made me giggle inside and kind of messed me up. I was I thought you were going to say a real team. But um, um pretty damn real to me. Real? Mm-hmm. You say real? Mm-hmm. All right, Jimmy Butler. Is he an actual top 15 player in NBA? You thought about it. I okay. Jimmy. I know. I, I'm, okay. I'm not so, okay. That. Now, okay. I'm not gonna say so, that. so, you have to think about it, though. No, I'm just, I, okay. I, I love him, but what do I say? No. Now, now, with that thought, as great as Jimmy played in the playoffs, but he probably is not a top 15 player in the NBA. Is there anybody on that team that's actually top 100? Other than him. Yeah, take He's Jimmy top out. 100, yes. Take Jimmy out. Is there anybody on that roster that's top 100? Dragic? Top 100? Bam. Top 100. So if you put if you, if you put a whole if you put them, if, if you put them all in there, will two we got Jimmy, Jimmy B, top top 15, top 20. Will anybody else go top 100? Let's put it on Bam. That's so you're saying so so he Bam is actually because he was breakout last year. Was so Bam is a top 100 player. Yes. Okay. That's it. You asked for a top 100 player, I gave you one, and they do have one. Dragic, he's in the neighborhood, so I can't say. But that. Bam barely made the neighborhood. Uh, say barely even. He's 98, 98, 99, <laughs> So, so you got a top top. You, you didn't you didn't even say yes top fifteen. So that means top twenty, mm-hmm. top twenty five. Okay, and then ninety eight. Those are your two best players, and then okay, so and then you have the rest of the squad. What, Why would this team be actually considered serious? You're saying they didn't get better, and they didn't get better. I knew that's where you were going. With. I'm 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 just laying it out there, mm-hmm. like. Like, so when you want to break down the finals to me and people was, oh, man, they did, like, shut up. Because if you took KCP, Caruso, Danny Green, are they top 200 players? No. No. So obviously, if you have, you know, Drogic going at someone who's not top 200, you got um, none. You got a hero, you got a Duncan going at a bunch of people that's not top 300 to 400. Of course they look better. If you're playing these guys 30 minutes, 30 and 30, of course the Miami's guards are going to look way better than them. That means um, LeBron and AD had to do a lot more because of the offset of, of, of talent versus their talent. But when you put it all in perspective, hell no. No. Okay. No. Okay. So no, I, I'm not. I'm not the TV analyst. I'm. I'm smarter than that. Expert. I'm an expert. The team that did get better. Let's get into them. I think everyone's uh, the, the bell of the ball. Brooklyn. Did you the say Bo- get better? Bo- who did they get this summer? We're, this season, it's who they had before. This okay. I mean, we'll oh, finally oh, okay. get to see uh. what KD and Kyrie. KD, Kyrie. Um, 
Levert. Levert, Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, but those, yeah. with those, okay. Yeah. Okay, so for yeah. you, what do you want to okay. think about him? Now, now, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so uh-huh. you, you, you names, we have now you name, you name four people already, that's top 100. <laughs> and you really want to throw Miami at the goddamn. I'm going to throw Bam yeah. in the top <laughs> 100. Yes. Get out of here, bro. So what are they doing to make it work? What are they doing? Mm-hmm. What are they did? No, we have not seen them out yet. Whoa, whoa. They've been working out the whole we, summer. We saw them. The rest of the I'm world. I'm telling you, no, they've been working out the whole yes, summer. Yes, yes. What they did this summer, mm-hmm. they was playing as a unit, understanding each other, playing with each other, trying to figure out what's what, who's who, what do we like to do. So they have an advantage because they were they were coming into these games these summer, this this summer, or the little time they had working with each other. So they already had training camp in, 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 in a sense of trying to get to know what each other like, what, what each other like. And, and, and instead of going into a training camp, which was going to be a short training camp, which turned into the season. So they started their training camp a little bit early. So they should be head honcho in the East. They're in the finals. Yes. Okay. There it is. Expert. Decision. <laughs> I, I pause because, you know, I know what Philly has. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought you were kind of thinking that again. I, I thought, you know, I, I know what Philly has. Philly, Philly has a scary team built for playoffs. But Philly doesn't have a go-to guy, which, which will hurt them. Um, which a go-to guy in guard play. They have a go-to guy in the big man, but the big man likes to pull out too and on the perimeter and try to do damage there. But that'd be a great matchup. Um, everybody else felt is falling short. Miami didn't get better. They didn't, they didn't bring anybody there. So um, they're, they're not going to have the element of surprise. And I thought what they did last year is played great chess because what they did to Boston was pure brilliant. And what they did with Boston is say, all right, we're going to play small ball. Well, their small ball has Crowder and Bam. The other small ball had, was it Brown and Tatum? Tatum, Hayward. Hayward, Kimba. Kimba. And smart. smart yeah. So you have your five small ball guys. Your your best five is all under six eight. So they trick you, put you in a zone, make sure you can't get to the lane, and make you shoot threes, and they just get to live. And you know, and and that's what they did. And that's why I think the key to Miami to give them some more love. I think they were the best team, the best coach team in the East. They're the best coach team after the virus. So like they, what's so funny is, and I had them in the finals. I had them like uh, when I when I seen the order, I was like, oh, they're gonna beat them, and they can outsmart them. And I and I had it, I went just like that. I even had record. Okay, so I'll even say this: <laughs> it's a new season, so we gotta give everybody a, a different take. So that's why Miami, hats off to you last year. Yeah, they, yeah, hats off, to you, and hats off to you last year. You did great, but that, that that's over. That's all. You didn't get better. You didn't bring in a, you didn't bring in a number one guy. You didn't you know you're gonna stick with your your, your group, which is. That's cool. That's cool. You're gonna do what they're gonna do. What Boston did the last five years: 
Think that group is that, think the group is good enough to compete because of, you know, what's the name? You know, and, you know, teams like that, they look at the success, they look at the salary cap and realize we're good with this unit and then realize, no, 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 you need to make a really big, giant step. And that's what Boston did all those years and realized that hype the media gave you didn't translate because you guys wasn't that good. You know what I mean? You guys wasn't that 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 good. You played great, but you wasn't that good enough to compete. And then four years later, you guys didn't do nothing, of course. You guys wasn't that good. Same thing with, with Milwaukee. This is the first year where they actually got better. Toronto went downhill. Um, who else went downhill? Wait, wait, didn't Miami lose Crowder? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, yeah. I know I was on point. Um... Washington and be explosive. I'll throw um, one at you. The Pacers. Throw another one at me, man. <laughs> come on, come on. Don't throw me no bottom-feeding team. Come on. You don't think they got better? No! What the hell did they get? Oladipo warrants a bonus. All-star bonus. Dark Horse. Dark Horse team. Because I seem to remember last year I gave you a Dark Horse team. You laughed at me. And who was that? That's fine. Denver. Just a year later, a little over a year later. I'm going to laugh. Let's go person. out west. Okay, okay, let's go out west. About that time. So let's start off with the Lake team. I know that. That's, save <laughs> something. Save something. You know, like, <laughs> keep something up your sleeve. But we can stay in L.A. Clippers. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs up that they're you like bad or thumbs down thumbs up that, that you like good. them thumbs down would be that thumbs bad. down that they're bad thumbs up good thumbs down bad <laughs> whatever simple. whatever says they got worse is like actual sign language with basic whatever things. whatever says they got worse just do that thumbs down and, okay thumbs down thumbs down explain expert besides just saying they're the clippers okay uh, <laughs> clippers you know um well you lose you lose you lose your coach, which ah, I Did don't. Did that need to be? I don't. Done? I don't know. You know. Mm-hmm. I, I heard. You know. I, you know. I don't. You know. I heard. You know. During the playoffs, certain things went happen. You know. Whatever. Um, Tyrone Lue. Um, I I've done enough research to give him. The, I don't know yet. You know that. <laughs> Because I, I, I mean, say do a little more research. No, 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 no. I did amazing research. That's how he got to I don't know. Because before that, it was a front run. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is the championship you won was already won. Vegas already had you guys' favorite. The coach before you had a better record than you in that game. But I can say you probably wasn't playing for wins. You're probably playing for making, you know, getting to that, you know, so I got to give you some, I got to take away some losses there. So, and then after they were gone, after LeBron left, you guys didn't, you didn't play well. You know, um, you know, so I was trying to figure out what is he good at? Good question. Um, Because if you have LeBron, it's hard to evaluate you as a a coach. so I had to do my research on him, you know, very great at breaking down film, very great at managing players. 
um, which is very important, um, knowing how to get the best out of the players. So with the team he has, I think that is an, probably a little bit of an upgrade um, where he's going to be a little bit more dialed in versus laid back. Um, so just for what the Clippers, I'm not saying he's a better coach than Doc. I think he's a better coach for that team than than Doc. Um, that's 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 where I said I don't know. You know, it's it's one of those I can say I don't I don't know. But he got me to I don't know because before I was like ah go downwards. Um, Trez hurts them really bad because what they didn't realize is like Golden State. Some players comes in tandems. In Golden State tandem was Draymond and Clay. See, it, Steph did what Steph does. And then Clay fed off of Draymond. Draymond fed off of Clay. Here you have Trez and Lou. Trez is gone. Now Lou's famous pick and roll is with who now? Serge Ibaka. Oh, because oh, Serge Ibaka's gonna roll and spin and duck. Yeah, I didn't. No, that's yeah. Yeah, that's a great upgrade. Yeah, he's gonna sit out there and shoot threes. Shoot threes. Okay, so again, okay. again, so because Trez rolled, you couldn't actually switch because he just rolled that guard. But if you know if they're gonna just pop, I'm gonna switch. You know, so I think I think it hurts Lou also a little bit. So you you lose Trez, but you probably lose a little bit of lose power too with that. Um, so Clippers didn't upgrade. Is basically what I'm saying. I, I think they went a little. They, they went backwards. Um, they're probably. I mean, if 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 they have the fourth best record, I'll be surprised. In the tough West, that's not bad actually. But that's the, you're saying for that's, a team the, that, that's the best thing. For a do. team that was supposed to win a championship, championship last year, you're fourth the next year. Yeah, it's kind of bad. All right. So who's the I because we know this is all building up to the Lakers, so save that. Who's the Lakers' biggest competition? Who's the dark horse? The dark horse is Denver. And the reason Denver, because Denver had what I thought was two great Second options. And people don't understand sometimes when I say second option, when the guy's a star or the guy's averaging. Like, Murray is an amazing player. Him and Jokic are amazing. But they're, they remind me of, um, not remind me of, they're like, like Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler was a third option to his Miami team. That's what made them great because he understood what he was great at and Dragic is number one option and Hero's number two option. And... Now, if you guys are not focusing, I'm going to kill you over here. That's what Dragic and Murray is. So I think if they can, if, if um, Michael Porter steps up and says, I'm, I'm him, those three become, those other two, Murray and, um, and Jokic, becomes more powerful. But you don't think Murray is your takeover player at the end of the game still? Yeah, he can. It'd be Porter, but you can. But Porter can. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. But Porter can develop into the actual star. 
So they don't have to go look for one. They already have one being groomed. And then you have Bam, um, Bol Bol, mm-hmm. who's, who looks like he might be impactful this year. Yeah. So you have two, two players. One's trying to turn into a star. One is becoming a problem. And that's all in-house. Mm-hmm. So you can have a turnover dynasty and you didn't even have to go anywhere. You know, so you, you, you have two stars right now that are smart enough to understand when their roles need to change a little bit. And I, I, I think that's, you know, I, I, and that's what made Golden State great that you have Draymond who says, mm, all right, I can do a little bit less because they, they need more. And I'm going to, you know, that's that, you know, that's what makes players turn over where, you know, you have star players that's willing to give up power you know, for the betterment of the team. And that's the other team that I wanted to touch on, Golden State. Are we forgetting about them? I know Clay's hurt. That injury is devastating, but you still got Steph. Still got Draymond. You got Wiggins and what he can do. Wiseman. Okay. Here's the okay. No? Okay. And the reason is this. Without Clay, you put so much pressure on Curry to be great. All the time. Which he can do. We haven't seen it. We haven't seen it. He hasn't done it. Um, By himself. See, you know. Okay, so let's, let me rewind. At the age of 33, (laughs) you don't want to be on a team where you're being doubled and you're pushing out 150% all the time. So with without Clay being there, we don't need to like switch the pick and roll. We're just gonna double the pick and roll. Mm-hmm. All right, Draymond, do what you're gonna do. That ain't Clay over there when you drive and kick. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, that ain't Clay. That ain't, you know, these amazing shooters over here. So we're just going to trap this pick and roll now. Let Draymond drive and do whatever Draymond's going to do. Because he doesn't have that sharpshooter that's that's roaming around. So instead of having two sharpshooters, three when KD was there, now you just have one. We just doubled it, got the ball out of his hand. Now now y'all go find offense. So that means Curry's going to have to run a lot more, come off screens a lot more. So there's going to be... if he does manage to average 30 this year, it's going to be a hard one. And I, you know, with him averaging that much, how good is that team? So unless Wiggins is, unless Wiggins really worked out this year to really turn over his game and finally turn into a star, you know, um, I, I see Golden State struggling a little bit early. Until Curry adapts, um, because you got to remember, you know, when 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 you're when you're a player like like Curry, you got to understand that he's been at a disadvantage his whole career, mm-hmm. and adapting is his his talent. So you know, being doubled early, he's going to adapt and know what to do. You know, so I, you know, the first 10, 10 games is really the telltale sign. Because after that, it gets better. Does it get worse? It's, the first 10 games is going to be the rough one for him because it's it's Curry getting doubled early. What's going to happen? Or is Wiggins ready to go now? 
If Wiggins comes out really dominating, then then you can count Golden State in as a top. They're in the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, let's do it. Uh, this is the big question. This is the Ask Agent Zero moment, but we're making you a expert here. So look in your crystal ball. You've, you've read the tea leaves. Um, you found this. You know what? You're coming out of the closet now. You're, you've been in the, a closet Laker fan. Whoa, what a lot of I got you. You've been a Laker fan unofficially. So I get just it. come out. White humor. Just got come it. out. Just come out. I know I get you with that one. You're a Laker fan. So the Lakers are your team this year. They're winning it all. There's going to be a parade. I, you know, this is gonna be, be on one of the floats. This is gonna be the back-to-back parades. Okay. Like, like, come on, it's the back-to-back parades. There wasn't a parade this year, but they did. No, there was no parade. No, next year is gonna be a back-to-back parade. Uh-huh. We're gonna, we're gonna have one on a Friday and Saturday, and then the next one the next Friday, Saturday. That's how we're gonna do it. That's mm-hmm. how we should. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Okay. So how are they winning? Uh, they're gonna win four games before the other Steam, team. Steamroll. Oh, okay. I mean, you said how they're going to win it. I'm sure you got to win four games, you know, so they're going to win their four before the other two. Well, we said this, that when you're good, you got to get better, you know, and, and to be successful and to maintain success, you have to add where you need it. They definitely did that, in your opinion. This is what no one pays attention to. Okay. All right. Think about the last team um, LeBron took to the playoffs. All right. You had love, right? And then, and then who? Bunch of pieces. Okay, bunch of pieces. He left, and that team was last place, right? Same team, just no LeBron, last place. So he took that team to the championship. How many games did he win? What, this year? No, that, that year. Doesn't matter. But the other team... Wait, what are you talking about? The year that he went to the championship or the year the, after him? The team that went to the championship. They won one game, right? They went 4-1? Mm-hmm. They had, the other team had KD, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Megalodon. Steph? Steph Megalodon. Clay? Mini Megalodon. Draymond. Who makes all the Megalodons look good, mm-hmm. right? So you had four legit players. Okay. And it was just him. Now it has him and AD. Who is built? <laughs> Who is built? Because he takes out two, two stars himself. Mm-hmm. So LeBron takes out two stars. So there's no team that was built like that Golden State Warrior team that can control what he brought. So the fact that LeBron actually has another dominant superstar with him, with an actual great supporting cast, as in Trez, um, Gasol, um, Dennis, and you still got Kuzma, who's supposed to be, you know, really coming in this year. You got, you know, um, a supporting cast that know what they need now. The pressure of winning is gone. You know, so the KCPs can relax. Uh, Caruso is going to be more aggressive this year. Um, And then... The most important player. Come on, you know him. The, he's, he's the glue. Come on. Come on. You know basketball. He's the glue to the team. Is it Morris? Hell no. 
He's the most important piece on the to the team. Do you know this too? He sits at the end of the bitch. Dudley? Yes! Come on, man. Dudley's back. What are you talking about? Okay. Dudley's back. Yeah, he just jumps right into the top of your mind. But he is back. You're right. The most important player of the team. Okay. This is serious. Okay. Keeps everyone excited. Yep. Positive. Yep. Make sure everyone get the shots. Need that. Right? Mm -hmm. Making sure the egos is in track. He's back. It's a tough job, but he does it. Yes. Okay. He's back. So with that being said, the team in the East is really not built. They don't have enough stars. Now, now if rumor of James Harden going to Brooklyn happens, whoo! Of course. That's going to be a good championship mm -hmm. matchup. Because mm -hmm. you got three legit stars over there battling the Lakers. And I kind of think he knows that's what we all want to see. Who? KD, James, Kyrie, Brooklyn. We're used to that now. We're used to big threes. What Miami did, we're used to what, you know, when KD and Steph and Clay were in Miami. What Miami did. Bosh, Wade, LeBron. Big three. Super teams. It's been going on for a while. So if James goes to Brooklyn. That is a super, super, super team. Yeah. That's a different. It's a monster. That's a monster different. Stars. That's a different. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a different super team. That's like, that's like Golden State, Golden State when KD got there. That's actual. Super team. So if that happens, could happen very soon. Game changer. All right, let's, let's get out on this. As we said, it's a different year, different offseason for everybody, um, different parameters. But um, expect the same result, Lakers champion. Again, you're just out there for them. You're in the front of the bus. I did it last year. You're in the front of the bus. I did it last year. Front of the bus. Everybody was clipper, 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 clipper. And I said, well, they're... Y'all have paid attention to the wrong thing. Y'all didn't, didn't see that they were down 15 points in the first period every single time. And then they do the subs, and then Clippers end up winning. And you guys, oh, yeah, we're better. And then you guys get, they got spanked by every bottom-feeding team besides New York Knicks. That showed they wasn't dominant, that you lost to every bottom-feeding team but the Knicks. So how can you say you're going to be the champions if you can't really dominate. You know, they didn't dominate nothing last year. So, therefore, I was like, ah, yeah, I'm going to go with the Lakers. I'm going to go with the Lakers again. Okay? Unless, unless James Harden gets traded there, mm -hmm. and then that's going to be a great battle. That's going to be a great battle. And then I'm going to go with the team that has the discipline, Lakers. Okay, so what are you willing to bet and put up there on your Lakers pick. You're an expert now. With the rosters the way they are? Mm -hmm. I put one thou out. What do you, what do you want? They're winning. They're winning. Because <laughs> we're giving gambling advice now, apparently. So. They're winning. It's I mean, okay. I know. Right. I know. I'm All pretty right. sure Vegas got them so supered up. that. So there it is. Book it. Lakers from yeah. the expert. Yeah. Don't worry about that. We made our picks. We set the table. What was your pick? Hmm? No, we didn't make, no, I made a pick. What was your pick? Oh, you're the oh. expert. I didn't what was your say main I was pick? an Come expert. On. What was your pick? Let me see it. What was your pick? Let's go. Put it out there. Put it on the atmosphere. I got to be different from you, don't I? You lost already. Trying to be different. See? Sure, sure. You don't have to be different. You choose to be different, so you choose to take a losing route. Brooklyn. Okay. Okay. All right. There it is. What would you put on it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, uh...
I love when someone doesn't feel confident. They're like, I'm, I'm not a betting man. No, I got to think about that. I'm not a betting man. You said a thousand? That's what, that's you, what said, you're... you said a thousand? I'm a thousand. I'll, I'll say half, 500. Okay. okay. 500. Shake. So there it is. We set the table. We told you what bets to make and the guys that we're watching and who's going to break out or who's already there. Mm -hmm. And we know that you're not only an expert, but you're number one in the Lakers fan club. I'm, I'm probably... Lakers fan club? You're... I'm in the top. top I'm in the. Yeah. I'm in the top one million. I'm in the top one million. You know, I got. You know, I got there when Kobe was here. Mm. You know, you know, I, you know, I became a Laker fan then. You know, it was. Yeah, you know. So there it is. We're I'm, all fans. I'm, I'm kind of at the bottom of the. Next time you see me, I'll have a jersey on. <laughs> for no. For Gilbert Arenas, I'm Mike Botticello. This has been No Chill. Remember, you can catch us every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern, on the Fubo Sports Network.